0: LogRhythm's NetMon Freemium delivers real-time network visibility to quickly identify emerging threats in your IT environment. NetMon Freemium is a free commercial grade network forensics and traffic analytics solution. You can use NetMon Freemium's powerful capabilities to search against all observed network traffic, identify abnormal traffic patterns and application usage, and quickly analyze full packet captures. Take the first step towards real-time network visibility. Visit logarithm.com forward slash freemium to learn more and download it today. Make sure your team is prepared to fight off the latest cyber security threat. ITProTV is the resource to keep you and your IT team skills up to date. You can stream ITProTV's courses live and on demand worldwide, so there's no need to send staff to off-site training. Their team solution provides access to a supervisor portal for full control over your team's training schedule and group analytics. Go to itpro.tv forward slash securityweekly and use the code SW30 to try it free for seven days and receive 30% off your monthly, monthly membership for the lifetime of your active subscription to learn more about IT Pro TV's team solution sign up for a free demo of their supervisor portal NetSparker, the developers of desktop and cloud-based web application security scanners that enable you to automatically identify vulnerabilities in your web applications and web services. NetSparker scanners employ a unique and dead-accurate vulnerability scanning engine that automatically verifies vulnerabilities with their proof of concept. For more information, visit them on the web at NetSparker.com or email at contact at NetSparker.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Paul's Security Weekly. This is our technical segment. Really quick, IT pro dot tv make sure you go there check it out go to their uh website consume all of their training not all at once because it's been proven to cause serious medical issues you should do this in stages slowly maybe on the weekends it's a great way to catch up in between your other training like my kind of recommendation i don't know how others feel about this but um that sands has its place when you want to get away you want to immerse yourself in six days of training. Then, when you get back to the office and you're in between things, and you want to catch up on something really quick, IT Pro TV comes in and saves the day, and allows your business, your employer, to purchase a supervisor portal so that you can go get training. And wait, it gets better. If you've got other people on your team, that are like, "You told me about this new security thing, or there's new technology that I should do because it helps us be more secure and in better." In technology, you can say, hey, you can go to ITProTV, too, and get trained up on that Mm -hmm. particular technology. There's just so many benefits of ITPro.TV. Go to ITPro.TV forward slash securityweekly. Try it free for seven days. And our discount code SW30 gets you 30% off the monthly membership for the lifetime of your active subscription. I'd like to now introduce a man (laughs) who doesn't need an introduction vulnerability shutter. At his exploit writing skills, Mr. Mick Douglas. Oh, drum roll.
1: What's hey, going on, Mick? Going How
0: are everyone? you? Mick, is he's, he's been all over. He was a, a regular host here on Security Weekly for a while. He has worked for Black Hills Information Security, Trusted Sec. You now have your own firm, InfoSec Innovations. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We like yep. to say that you've, you've graduated now and you have your own uh, – you've, you've moved on to the next level of having your own firm, Mick. You're still very involved with SANS, and you're teaching SEC 535, among other things, correct? Uh, SEC
2: 555.
0: 555, so it's
2: Actually, we're, for the tech segment, we're going to uh, be diving into some of the class. So uh, you get a free little sneak peek nice. into some of the stuff that Woo-hoo. you can do with so, uh, SEC 555. What is SEC 555? Sec 555, I'm glad you asked, is all about operationalizing and doing tactical analysis with a SIM. A lot of people have a SIM, but most companies, most people, if you ask about it, they say that they hate their SIM or that it's not giving them a good return on value. And so, what uh, we're doing with this class is we're doing a lot of research and development. We're sharing the latest and greatest in terms of what you can do. And we're basically taking a back-to-basics approach where you can take uh, simple log files and twist them in interesting ways and tell some really complicated and interesting stories that give you visibility in huge, huge networks. And even if you're not in a very large environment, you can still benefit from having this uh, superior understanding of what's going on in your network.
0: Mick, I, I'm researching open source tools and its uh, usage in the enterprise. Can, uh, like, how far can you get using open source tools to accomplish some of the tasks and, and goals in your sim versus buying a commercial product? I know that's probably a really loaded question that would take a really long time But if you could distill it down.
2: Well, so the answer is, uh, honestly,
0: how much time do you want to spend on
2: it? Because there are some fantastic things out there. Uh, for instance, um, Black Hills InfoSec has done some uh, fantastic work with using uh, some of the Sysinternals components and uh, Sysmon to uh, crack open what's going on on an enterprise grade. And you can do that with uh, you know the price point of diddly-boo. Uh, that's the technical term for uh, nothing. Nothing. And uh, there's all <laughs> kinds of tools out there right now. Um,
0: actually, um, it's also uh, my it's- Apple uh, root password as well. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's deadly boo. <laughs> no, it's, it, <laughs> what's well, it's nothing. It's the no, representation it's of diddly boo, which is nothing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you know what's funny? I have that same password. <laughs> so uh, I'm in good crowd. Um, But no, now's a really good time to be a geek and be playing around with um, open source uh, technologies because there's uh, more and more tools out there. Uh, The maturation is getting really uh, impressive. And uh, one of the things that um, we were talking about in the SANS Sim Summit in Scottsdale, Arizona, which was brought to you by the letter S, uh, we uh, were uh, talking about how much uh, better some of the open source tools are now. Now, um, if you think about, like, the digital forensics uh, frameworks like volatility mm-hmm. and uh, Google's recall, they're actually superior to some of the uh, commercial uh, tools that are out there. And we're seeing a very similar thing taking place with um, within the sim environments. Uh, you know, bro, uh, for goodness sakes, like, pound for pound, that's one of the best network analyzers. Oh,
1: see, I, can... I, thought, I, I thought you were just referring to me, like, affectionately, like. Bro, yeah. oh, you're, yeah, actually talking bro. About the, you're actually talking about the tool, bro.
2: Yeah, no, 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 Larry, you my bro, you're my bro, much love, much love. But um, it, no, we're talking about the network monitor. Oh, <laughs> bro, bro, the network monitor might be a tool. <laughs> oh, <Whoa>. oh. <laughs> but Larry's Zing. our tool that we love dearly
0: i'm just i'm
1: just kidding larry my face of off.
0: Go, go ahead Mick. we're totally screwing so you. Mick, um we're not talking about uh like elk like in a, a sense of the the animal or hunting and it's a game uh kind of animal but what is an elk stack for those for those listening that don't know what an elk stack is if you could break it down for us before kind of we dig set, into the not
1: that big set of antlers. Yeah. Yeah, well, so that, would be a stacked elk. You, that, <laughs> that could be
2: one of the elk things. But no, um, actually, uh, because this is a SANS thing, uh, they wanted to have the slide deck. So hold on just a second. Um, uh, your question on what elk is, um, elk is a uh, group of technologies maintained by a group called Elastic. And uh, elk is Elasticsearch, Logstash, and Kibana. And what Elastasearch is, it's this um, just uh, basically like a big data store that you can throw your logs into that are indexed. And um, you can do some interesting queries and visualizations, and you do those queries and visualizations through a front end like Kibana, and then Logstash is the tool that actually gets the logs from your devices, whether they're you know servers, workstations, or network um, elements, you know like uh, routers and switches, and uh, puts them into Elasticsearch for you to do this. Uh, magic uh, playing around. And okay, so in uh, uh, and, and
0: Elk Stack allows you to collect the logs, store the logs, and then analyze the logs all in one. Op- all open source stack,
2: correct? Completely open source. And the other thing that's interesting is how uh, large this can scale out. Um, you can have multiple Elastic uh, nodes that are all pointing, or that a single Kibana instance is interfacing mm-hmm. with. So you can have a very large data set. And I'm not going to say the term big data more than that one time, but you can deal with large data sets. Mm -hmm. And um, the thing that's cool is it's, again, free. Now, there are um, paid, um, like, uh, depending on the modules, you may need to get the professional version. But in uh, SEC 555, Um, we're uh, showing you how to use Elk um, because it's free. And it's not necessarily that it's better than the commercial tools. What we're trying to do is expose how you can think and creatively use these logs that really, quite frankly, have been underutilized for decades.
0: Well, really just stuffed in a commercial sim and then not really able to get a lot of useful data out. (laughs) Oh, you mean... You mean my least favorite sim, the
2: write-only sim, where the logs go to die? Mm. Yeah, that's not what we do in this class. So um, one of the things that always makes me sad is when people are saying that, like, logs are boring. And um, quite frankly, there's nothing worse than that. Logs should be awesome. And um, we actually have a really cool little demo that shows you what you can do with like network flow information, just DHCP logs. And because I'm um, here on Security Weekly, got to give much love to uh, Nessus Tenable. And um, we'll uh, show you how you can use these sorts of things to learn all sorts of information about your environment. Sweet. So hey, hey Mick. Hey, Mick. I have a quick, quick question. Uh, so. Um,
3: you mentioned uh, the Elk Stack in terms of the community version, the free, the the free, the free as in free beer version. Uh, can can you uh, distinguish for me what the difference between the community version is versus the commercial stuff?
2: Well, uh, there's quite a few uh, differentiators. Um, some of them are um, in the modules that you get. So the commercial version uh, offers integrations that aren't. Um, readily available with the community for instance if you want to do um ldap or active directory integration you have to do the commercial version the commercial version comes with a different support model and if you're going to be using these sorts of like a technology like this for business for serious you probably want to have some form of support rather than just community support um you know that that's some of the big uh, differences.
3: So, um, in, in that in that line, uh, does the class that you're developing the the Sans the Sans class does it sort of w- work people up towards um, that sort of threshold where they should maybe consider the commercial version, or is it completely focused on just just the open source
2: uh, implementation stuff? That's an awesome question. Um... You know, what I would say this class more is about doing is kind of taking the sim off the table it's really not the sim it's what you do with it and so what we try to show you as much as possible is how to hot rod that sim how to um, get the telemetry the log sources that you actually need how to filter so that you're not drinking from a fire hose and then we also then once you have the right logs we teach you um, post ingestion things called enrichment where you can do analysis on the log uh, attributes and do things like find out, you know, is this a dynamic DNS that uh, they're going to or is it a known malicious site? And that way, when a SOC analyst or whoever's interacting with the sim can quickly and easily run some additional um Uh, Checks that might be computationally expensive and you wouldn't want to do on every single log record. But if it's one of interest, you can um, you or a script could auto fire that allows you to very easily see what's going on and um, really tell a more interesting story.
3: I gotcha. So what I'm hearing is you don't necessarily focus on, you know, uh, what those different aspects of the commercial versus, you know, freeware version is but uh, more of what you can do with it and let people make that judgment call themselves as to whether they want to upgrade to that commercial version down the road.
2: Absolutely. The shame and sorrow of it really is that there's, in my experience, there's plenty of commercial uh, sims, uh, enterprise-grade sims that are really quite lovely. And um, people are using maybe… 10 to 15 percent of the capabilities and so it's like you know using this you know jet fuel funny car that we've got here right here um using that to go out and get groceries yeah you can do it but it's a real expensive uh, tool for that so what we want you to do is use these tools to their full capability and really make it so that um you know the, the days of pen testers and attackers getting in rifling through a network are coming to a close because one of the things that really makes me sad as a pen tester um when whenever i do pen tests is there's a lot of times i'm doing attacks and i'm like really you're not seeing this like really because i'm not even being quiet and i think we've all had that experience where you know Uh at a certain point you're like You're, like, starting to think, like, hey, do I need to start rebooting machines? Like, what's it going to take? And um, one of the things that um, the students learned pretty early, uh, we already had a a nice discussion on this uh, in uh, day one. I'm uh, TAing the class uh, this week. Um, one of the students was like but there's all this artifacts like how are we not seeing this? Mm. And like it was really apparent like all the people who are kind of grizzled sim veterans and they just kind of hung their head in shame and they're like no look like that we can't normally see this. And so it's all about taking little bits of telemetry, flipping it in new and interesting ways, and then um, using that to tell really interesting and compelling stories. Right now, sims kind of are like janky and people are just using them for compliance. And while that's better than nothing, it really is a missed opportunity.
1: So
0: Couldn't agree uh, more. Mick, Why don't you show us some awesome stuff and dazzle us? Sure. Sure. Uh,
2: Before I dazzle you, though, i got to do a shameless plug. So uh, we're teaching this class. It's in uh, rotation. It's a newer class, but, hey, shameless plug, Seth Meisner, another friend of the show, and I are going to be doing a co-teach in New Orleans. That's a one-time only event, folks, and um, it should be a hoot. Uh, This is also on demand. So now that I've done the requisite stuff, please don't hurt me sands i hope you're happy um i'm gonna uh show you some of the stuff that you can do with uh
0: cabana and, and elk and um, so this this class is recently yeah. on demand is that the
2: yeah the, the yeah kind of breaking just news? got released on demand i would say, i think it was within the last week or two even so um if you can't for whatever reason get to one of the training events you absolutely can come uh online and and uh, do it at your leisure awesome so uh, the, what i'm actually going to share with you is a really cool lab um, that um, it, it it conceptually is so simple but what you can do with it is dynamite um, one of the things that you can do is actually turn normal telemetry into some really powerful detection tools and in this case what we've got here is a uh, series of dashboards and kibana allows you to make these really gorgeous easy to use dashboards um, that, quite frankly, helps you sell your security program to upper management. <coughs> and that's needed because, uh, you know, every sim or every stock has a pew-pew map, and you need to build those to get that, that upper-level support. And what, we, what we're showing you here are a couple different dashboards that are quite interesting. Hey, man. Um, yeah.
1: I can only see your beautiful face, my friend. You can only see my beautiful face. I cannot see any beautiful okay. dashboards. I mean the it's a toss-up between the two. But oh there uh, Oh there it
3: is. There, look at there it look is. Look how there fast he made, made a beautiful there. dashboard appear. That's amazing wow. I never wow. seen beautiful
1: dashboards. And now it's not so much of a toss-up. I like the dashboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Zing! So, <laughs> so dashboards in
2: Kibana are made up of visualizations. <laughs> and so the way you you do this is you just make a query using a a query uh, language that uh, is the syntax is very repeatable and once you get a little bit of seat time with it 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 becomes very simple to um, play with and you can do things like consume like what we've done is consumed bro logs now I'm not going to spend much time talking about how to put bro into the sim other than to say there are plenty of good resources on how to have netflow or bro being placed into a uh, in, into your uh, elk instance, but once you have something like this, even Bro or NetFlow data that shows people who are connecting to different time services can be interesting. For instance. In this environment, the ntp.ubuntu.com is the official time server that everybody should be syncing with. And if people are syncing to the time.windows.com, well, that means you've got either a machine that's misconfigured or, even more scary, you have a machine that is not configured appropriately. And uh, it could be maybe it's uh, somebody brought in their own home system and it's a rogue device on your network. So doing something as very simple as seeing NTP traffic can allow you to help thin down the crowd of uh, who's doing what. But there's more. So um, what we can do is we can play around with this asset dashboard. And one of the things that we love to do is we show you how to consume different types of log sources. And you can do things like consuming a DHCP log, uh, which can be a very powerful resource. We also have a good section on how you can consume vulnerability scan logs. And we actually consume uh, Nessus XML uh, reports. And you can see the different vulnerabilities in your environment and make some really cool charts uh, based off of that. Now, what's even neater, though, in my opinion, is you can also flip that, and instead of just using it for vulnerabilities, you can actually use this as a way to detect whether or not a system has been scanned. And what we're what we've done here is we've got this query. Uh, the plugin ID is the plugin that we use to consume those um, uh, logs, and each host and the IP that's affiliated with that is available, and then we have a count of one or more indicating that it has been successfully scanned via a credentialed scan. If a host is on, say, our DHCP log and is not on our credentialed scan list, We've got a problem because we've got a host that isn't accepting our uh, login for our credentialed scanner, and we can start doing some analysis. And what you can do, if you actually uh, true up this um, credentialed scan list, you can see that these are very IT company sounding host names, right? You bump this against that, and you very quickly see Gamer17 and Death Star. These guys stick out like sore thumbs, and now you can do some investigation based off of that if you so choose.
0: And that's all. I I love that because that's like a—it's so simple. Like, why didn't I think of that kind of thing for shoring up your asset inventory?
2: Believe me, when I was uh, going through this class uh, the first time, so Justin Henderson's the guy who wrote it, and um, he asked me to be uh, an early reviewer and. Every, it was like every couple pages i was like oh uh, yeah totally should have thought of that that makes yeah. a whole lot of
0: sense <laughs> and it
2: was really embarrassing um is like you can start doing things like um uh y- even like r- things that i used to do as part of incident response you can actually front load that and have it done in the sim for instance um, the the whole DHCP logs, um, you can use that as a um, early indicator. So um, when you see the DHCP request come in, you're also going to see the MAC address that's asking for that IP address. Uh-huh. You can quickly do a, uh, an enrichment or a bit off of that where you say, hey, does this MAC address even fit in my asset inventory? And if not, then we can start sending out the goon squad. And what blows my mind away is that this scales up so beautifully. So you can have an incredibly large enterprise. And as long as you have a list of what um, MAC addresses you're expecting, you'd be able to get that. And what's even sadder is is um, we, uh, one of the early uh, demo runs of the class, we had a student that challenged Justin and said, hey, um, I'm in a huge company. I've got over 150,000 desktops, and people are bringing their own systems in. Like, how can I uh, mm-hmm. be expected to have an um, asset inventory of what MAC addresses are in my environment? And he goes, oh, cool, like, watch this. And he did a query um, where we were consuming the... Um, the uh, uh, switch logs and he just started pulling out the Mac addresses live, like right then and there. And it was really awesome. So yeah, uh, it,
0: it seems to me, and it, it seems like something that not enough people do that there's great. I, and I don't want to use this word uh, visibility that can be gained, but I think uh, that's the right word. I think people go uh, buy a lot of products mm-hmm. and, and do a lot of elaborate things and spend a lot of money when if you were just really want I hear you saying make it you use some open source tools and you look at your uh ntp logs your dns logs your DHCP logs and your dns logs like even if you just focus on those four sources you could solve a lot of problems
2: yeah and what's really weird about this uh, particular class is um uh, one of the things, as, as you know, when a SANS instructor starts learning a class, they uh, somewhat haze them by making them uh, t- teach a trickier spot of the class. And um, when they threw the courseware at me, I was kind of flipping through and I was like, well, where, where's the, the tough part? Like these are all mm. really like tactically easiest things to do there's just a ton of them Mm -hmm. and I, i was like i don't get it like what's the the tough one to do and they were like well that's kind of the point there's just dozens and dozens of little things that if you do your environment becomes one gigantic sensor grid um there's one module um that I'll actually be teaching about this week where we talk about how you can put host based firewalls and use those even, not even in blocking mode, but just in logging mode. And you can use that to detect lateral movement real time. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it's just baller. It's a really, really cool class, lots of lab and, um, Like you said, to your point, um, it's not that any one of these things is technically challenging. Um, It might be a little difficult given the scale of an environment, but it's, um, you know, now that we've got technologies like ELK or Greylog or other um, big log parsers, there's really no more excuses. We now, as InfoSec professionals, as defenders need to really up our um, monitoring, and when we say we watch the wall, we really have to start uh, doing that. Awesome.
1: Oof, yeah, Mick. I'm, I think I'm going to talk to you offline about some of the stuff. I've got a got an idea for a talk coming up to some uh, some management types, um, and I think this will fit in real well with some of the with the quote theme, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. No, I,
2: one thing I'll, I'll I will tell you this. Um, it, it, um I, I really like, uh, about, um, where things are going with InfoSec is that, um, like DevOps and some of the other things have really pushed us to making our, um, technologies more approachable to people. Because, um, if you think about how, um, we used to do incident response and things, even prior to Sims, you know, we would, Oh, hey, something's happening. Let's fire up our awk, you know, copy paste this awk nastiness that the Unix graybeard gave to me, and now I can find what's going on. And
1: now you have two problems. Have... <laughs> yeah, well. well. You have well, the well. the incident, and you solved a problem with awk. Yeah. Well, no,
3: he didn't use Pearl. He didn't use Pearl.
1: <laughs> Clearly, the graybeard wasn't that gray or that beard. <laughs> Whoa.
0: No, you oh. you you start to accumulate problems when you get sed awk and tr, oh, and God. a lot of other C- cut. utilities. C- cut, cut, cut. And, yeah, yeah. Cut. Cut's always like I get sed and awk. I can't make any more progress. So then there's just like three cut commands piped to each other at the end. Sed,
1: uh, set awk grep cut tr and split. <laughs> yeah, uh. split.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh wow. Yeah. You, and unique. You've, you've got unique has to be issues. thrown in there too. Unique.
3: That's a good one. Yep. Yeah, unique and maybe a little sort as well. And sort, unique and sort,
1: yep, you're absolutely right.
0: If you can't can't
1: solve it with those,
0: it's broken. That's right. (laughs) It can't be solved.
1: (laughs) That's the whole
2: point of this. That's the whole point of this. You don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, you don't Uh, have to go down
0: that rat hole, but I think because it is a nice point when you build the elk stack, it's really all those commands that us old, like Unix, Linux, Greybeard, uh, my my beard's not really there, or, or, or it is Five gray. If it were there, yeah. it would be gray. Uh, that we said, oh, I have a, a problem or an indicator. Let me go pull more information about it. We'd string together you know, a bunch of mm. commands, or God forbid we use, use Perl, uh to go do it. And then now <clears throat> we can have an elk stack, and a lot of those same kind of filters um, cool. are, are really much easier to or, run.
1: Or you go take SEC 573 with
0: mark baggett with python
1: or joff and solve the problem or joff hey yeah i just said joff or joff yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. we actually we actually use some of uh uh, baggett's uh python foo in the in the class of 555 we use a freak.py which allows you to uh, do frequency analysis to determine if uh, domain names are being uh, programmatically generated and it is a really Mm. cool thing um I don't know. It, all I say can say is it's a really good time to be a geek. We're having better tools. Um, you know, I came up through the awk, said mm-hmm. cut, call, sort, unique type things, and um, it's really nice. <laughs> you know, uh, we're we're going to a point where uh, we now have. Uh, uh, Cars, as opposed to horseless carriage or you know horses and buggy type stuff.
0: Well, I you know, I, I you think, think those strikes, put those bash tools though I think were just a small part of it. Like it was like the wheel, right? <laughs> and you know maybe we had an axle, maybe we had a, a steering wheel, and but it really wasn't all put together.
1: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's what, a good what, way of putting I, it,
3: actually. I, I've got I've got a, a drop in a comment, and as a pen tester, I've noticed this more and more. What strikes me is, uh the blue team game is massively improved over the last couple of years i mean really massively improved and it's a good thing right we we wanted that we wanted you know for so long especially in our industry you you'd go to a con and it was all red 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 attack mm-hmm. attack attack and uh, to see the the balance t- start to shift i think is a really really good thing because that's where the money is let's face it i mean You know, it's about us giving good advice to the customers on a defense side. Ultimately, uh, to to actually um, win as a security industry.
2: Yeah, it really weirded me out at DerbyCon one when I was talking. I think I might have been one of only two or three blue talks. And all the others were red. And, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, when I do pen testing, that's fun. I I really do enjoy it. Um, The problem is that we can't all be pen testers. And uh, quite frankly, there's more of a need for Blue Team. Mm -hmm. So uh, for those of you who are watching and want a job that, you know, pays relatively well and, you know, doesn't require you to be outside ever – we're never allowed outside. <laughs> uh, take a look at being a blue teamer; um, it's not a
3: bad way to make a living. Well, it, the other thing, Mick, though, I think that's really important is because of the technology advances, because of what we're all doing together, blue team is becoming way more sexy than it used to be. I mean, it used to be, in my opinion, that that blue team has felt drowned. Right? They felt like oh, there yeah. was no way to, to to climb the mountain, but. There is ways now, right? We've got these awesome things, just what you're talking about in the class, uh, that allow us to actually get some defense at scale, which is really making a difference.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I honestly, there were times that, you know, I would be uh, working with, uh, you know, peers when we were uh, defending uh, large enterprises. And, you know, we'd be like, wow, it'd be really cool if there were some way that we could issue a command that would allow us to do uh, memory capture at scale. And we just kind of sat there and we were like, well... I, that's just too damn bad we can't that just can't be done. And it, it, it was horrible. So to your point we're having better tooling which allows us to ask better questions, do deeper analysis and finally understand our network in a way that allows us to have a meaningful chance at defending against the real attacks that are happening.
0: Mick, thank you so much for appearing on on Paul Security Weekly. Well, thank uh, you know, so much
2: for having me.
0: I know you're at a, a, a SANS conference. Yes. You may or may not have eaten dinner and such and, and you got a, a long day ahead of you tomorrow, so we'll 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 let you go. Um, thank you very much. It was awesome. I'm excited about five fifty five, right? Did I get that number right? I get my SANS numbers. Confused. Yes, sir. Five fifty five. Yep. Everyone should yep. take well, it.
2: Well thank you so much, everyone. I had a hoot. Take care.
0: Thanks, Mick. With that we're gonna take a short break, come back, talk about the security news for this week.